0: In order to receive the blessings that are stored up for us, I believe that some blessings have different price tags. Of the word, brother, you need the word. Welcome to Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the word. Amen. And I am Prophet Dexter Harden, Associate Minister here at the Ark of Salvation, filling in for Pastor Charles C. Elijah Bronner. Amen. And we're not going to be before you long, but we just wanna, want you to open your Bibles to the Genesis, the 32nd chapter, the 22nd through the 30th verse. Amen. And read along with me, starting at the 22nd verse. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the fort of Jabuk. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, what is it? that you asked about my name, and he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Penal, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved, amen. From those passages of scripture on this evening, we're just going to speak on fighting for your blessing, amen, and to sub that, we're not only going to fight for our blessing, but we're going to be God catchers. Fighting for your blessing, being a God catcher. During our life tasks, we are constantly on guard and battling issue after issue. At this point in time in our lives, we as Christians have to be able to learn how to trust God. We have to learn how to trust him even the more. We have learned from experience in order to get where we need to be, we have to fight for our blessings. There's a television station that has a saying, dedicated, determined, and dependable. But see, we as Christians must be dedicated, determined, and dependable. We must become God catchers. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want to be a God catcher. catcher. See, first and foremost, a God catcher is someone who seeks after the Lord. Secondly, someone, a God catcher is someone who seeks after God's glory, wanting to see his face. Thirdly, a God catcher is someone who wants to know God intimately. Fourthly, someone who will forsake all and follow after Christ. In order to become a God catcher, we must submit all to God and come into his glory. How do you say we may come into his glory? Through prayer, fasting, studying the word, consecration, fellowship, worship. He desires our worship, our praises. We must give God more devotion time. See, we have to seek him even when we don't feel like it. Seeking him during the bad times seeking him during the good times a lot of times we stop seeking god when we feeling good when everything seems to be floating and selling on by when our world feels like it's we're on top of the world and on top of that mountain but even when we're going through those good times we have to seek him deuteronomy the fourth chapter 29 verse says but from there you will seek the lord your god and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and your soul See, we have to seek him while he may be found. See, what if Jesus hid himself from us? What if God decided he wasn't going to talk to us anymore and hid himself from us? Where would we be? But I just believe God is too great and too gracious to do that. He loves us so much that he will not turn his back on us. But we do it every day by not reverencing Jesus Christ. Amen. Put your hands together. See, we must be ever diligent and continuously remain steadfast. We got to guard against the enemy. The devil does not care who you are, what your position is, what your title is. He doesn't care about that. The higher you go in the Lord, the more the devil attacks you. But to get where you need to be, you got to keep going higher. We can't get comfortable, but we must be ready to fight for our blessing. We fight for our blessing by putting on the whole armor of God. In the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter, 11th verse, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, Therefore, take up the whole armor, of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, with your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. How many of you take the word with you everywhere you go? There's a song that says take the Lord God with you everywhere you go. See, even if you don't have the physical Bible, you ought to have the word deep down in you. That you ought to be able to fight and fight the enemy even if you don't have this physical word. That you have the right to tell Satan to get behind you. That you have the right to stump on the devil's head. That you have the right to proclaim and declare that everything is going to be all right. See, we have to be in the right state of the spirit or the right state of mind in order to receive the blessings that are stored up for us. I believe that some blessings have different price tags. See, it's just like shopping. Some stores you go in, the lower end stores you go in, that might have a cheaper price tag on a particular garment. But you go in riches or maces or, or coach, you better have some money. Some blessings to gain access to them, we have to pray a little harder. We have to pray a little longer. We have to become more intimate with him in order to achieve them. See, instead of seeking a blessing, we must seek the blesser. Instead of seeking a blessing to truly get a blessing, we must seek the blesser. Instead of seeking a healing, we ought to seek after the healer. Instead of seeking salvation, we ought to seek the Savior. Instead of seeking deliverance, we ought to seek the deliverer. Amen. That's how we can truly get our blessing. In our scripture text, we see a man by the name of Jacob. Jacob was a man who wrestled with an angel of the Lord. He was seeking after something. Jacob was, the, was one of the sons of Isaac. And see, Isaac had two sons, one named Jacob and the other named Esau. Now Esau was Isaac's favorite son, and Jacob was his mother's. What a dilemma. And looking back in the 27th chapter, it talks about how Jacob deceived his father because Isaac had planned to give Esau his blessing. This blessing was to rule over the household, to be the big hand biddy. In the 27th chapter of Genesis, the first verse, it talks about how Isaac had become old And he was blind and he called Esau his older son because it was custom to give the inheritance to the older. And he told him that he was on his deathbed. He wanted him to go hunt and kill a deer or kill some game, take it and make a savory stew, bring it to him so he could eat it and die. See, that's deep. He wanted to give Esau his inheritance before he died. In verse six, we find that Rebecca, the wife or the mother, overheard lurking, eavesdropping, listening at the door. She overheard the conversation and she prompted Jacob to go and to take two kids or two goats from the flock and bring it back to her to make a stew, to give to Isaac because he was blind. We know that Jacob then took and put on Esau's clothes, placed wool. He went all out. Put wool on his hands and his arms so he will feel like Jacob or Esau, correction. Put wool on his chest to deceive his father. How many of you try to deceive God? How many of you try to hold back on God sometimes? See, I just believe Isaac knew what was going on. The Bible doesn't per se say that, but I know I just believe that Isaac was a God-fearing man and he had to know something was up. We know that when Jacob came before Isaac, Isaac, his voice was questioned. That's the first clue. Who are you? You're not Jacob or Esau. But because of Isaac's blindness, he gave his blessing to Jacob. We know that Jacob had to flee from his home because he feared his life. How many of you know there are consequences for lying? There are consequences for cheating and stealing. And we're still talking about fighting for your blessing. In the 27th chapter, around the 41st verse, it tells us that Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. Esau had malice and hate in his heart. He vowed to kill his brother. This story tells us that Jacob, blessed by his father in the 28th chapter, around the third verse, blessed him and sent him away to a place called Padan Arm. This was the house of Bethel. He was to take him a wife. And it says he was to take him away from the father of Laban. This was his mother's brother. And Jacob did as he was told by his father. And how many of you know that God lets you know when you're in trouble? How many of you just ignore when God's telling you, warning you? Danger, Will Robinson. Watch out. And how many of us just continue to walk in the same old path knowing that God's already warned us? Danger. Don't go around that corner. It's time to get out of Dodge. Now we see through these obstacles, Jacob was still determined to get his blessing. We see that Jacob later on down in the scripture had not found favor with Laban. For Laban had continually broken promises to Jacob. He was a wealthy man. But Laban's sons were jealous and they began to plot. You see how that flips back on, on to you? When you dig one ditch, you better dig two. Look at your name and say, Neighbor. I'm fighting for my blessing. I want to be a God catcher. See, Jacob, in order to get his blessing, had to be humbled by God. Since he had deceived his father for his blessing, he would have to go through many trials and tribulations. God had ordained that Jacob would prosper, but he would also have to fight. He had to seek him for it. He had to put his trust in God. He had to learn how to lean and depend on Jesus. Giving up all he had for God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. See, my God is worthy to be praised. And God knows when we go to the wayside. But all he wants us to do is come back to the path. Get on the right track. So Jacob fled from Laban. But what did Laban do? My Bible tells me he pursued him. We find that God finally decided to calm Laban's heart. And told him not to harm Jacob. Thus making a covenant with Jacob. How many times have, God made, have we made covenants with God and broken them? We find that Jacob still fighting for his blessing became a God catcher. In the book of Genesis, it says Jacob arose that night and took his two wives and his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. And my Bible tells me that he took and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. But it didn't stop there. My Bible tells me that Jacob was left alone. How many of you been alone sometimes? He was left alone and he wrestled all night long, wrestled till the breaking of day. See, Jacob had become a God catcher. He was seeking God for his blessing. He was seeking God for his deliverance. He was seeking God for his salvation. He kept on wrestling. He was in a main event fight. It was probably like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Down goes Frazier. But see, Jacob kept on holding on, kept on struggling with the angel, kept on wrestling with God. My Bible tells me that God pushed him or touched him. The angel probably was trying to figure out if he was crazy. This is a madman fighting for his blessing. Jacob, being the man he was, was not going to let anything stop him from getting his blessing. I just believe if Jacob could have known what Job went through, if he had a just known The trials and tribulations Job went through and Job had to deal with the persecution that Saul went through before he became Paul. And even after he became Paul, the persecution that he went through. I believe he would have used those same words, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. My Bible tells me that God asked Jacob to let him go. But Jacob was fighting for his blessing. How many of you are going to continue to fight for your blessing? See, some of us, when the road gets rough and the devil gets busy, we want to give up. Throw in the towel. I'm tired, oh Lord. I need to go to sleep. We want to quit the race. But I'm here to tell you keep your eyes on the prize. You come too far to turn back now. The battle is almost over. You're in the 12th round. You got him on the ropes. You got the devil on the ropes. All it's going to take is an uppercut. You're going to take him out as long as you stand and be steadfast. All you got to do is hold on to God's change hand. Believe that your change is coming. Knowing that you have God on your side. Knowing that you have Jesus on your side. Knowing that the Holy Ghost is right there with you. Make the devil out of a liar. I'm out of time. But if you want to listen to this sermon, go to airjesus.com, click on number 6282, and you can fight for your blessing. Thank you for joining us at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 6282 by Dexter Hargan. To hear other messages or to send this message number 6282 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. This has been message number 6282. Fight for your blessing. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.